What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one armed madman. And from the badlands of southern Montana, we've got Nolan 5150. What's up, brother? Look at you looking all sophisticated in your fucking glasses and shit. Yeah, don't don't believe it. Don't uh, don't judge the book by the cover. I'm dumb as shit, <laughs> but I can actually see now. <laughs> it's been- you know, after I got hurt, like a year later, I was having fucking issues with my eyes, like watching TV. I watched a lot of TV back then, and um, I'm like looking at the TV. It's hurting my eyes, and I don't really know what the fuck is going on, and like... After a few minutes, shit starts to get blurry. So I go to the doctor, you know, the eye doctor, and they're like, well, you've got this weird thing going on. I don't remember what it's called at this point, but it was some weird fucking thing. And they're like, we're going to give you these um, polarized lenses. And not polarized like your Oakley's polarized, some other fucking thing. And I never liked them from day one, so I didn't fucking wear them. And uh, like six months later, eyes went back to normal. <laughs> fucking weird i guess i just forced him yeah <laughs> well my apparently i'm uh i'm farsighted with astigmatism and the doctor said um they were kind of canceling each other out that's why i was able to uh limp limp through life as long as i have without glasses <laughs> Dude, the, nice the last the last couple uh Times I've had to take the vision test at the DMV, they're like, uh, are you sure you don't have glasses to put on? I'm like, nope. <laughs> they're like, well, you passed, but just barely. Jesus Christ. I'm like, well, it's pass failed. <laughs> Give me my you're license. Like, and you look like you're in pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Enough of this boring shit. Let's get into this UFO interview. So uh, I'm kind of glad that we were behind. Like we had an iPad issue again. So we were behind last week and we had to get caught up on. We had that that nuclear energy episode in the can for a while. So we needed to get it out of here. But that being said, do you remember the the first message I sent you when I sent you a link to this interview? I don't do you remember what I called it. Oh, okay. I said, this is a bizarre interview. And that was like my original take on it. This guy, there's something up with this fucking guy. <laughs> and so I'm kind of glad that we had some time for this to all play out. And I've been able to watch a lot of shit on him and about him. He only did the one interview. So there's not really much you can you can get from him except for this interview. So without further ado... Let's watch this weird bastard fucking talk about UFOs. <laughs> oh, let me record. If I don't do this, we're not going to have a YouTube video on it. So, you know, here we go. All right, here we go. But to meet that man for the very first time in this exclusive television interview. Welcome. Have a seat. Maybe start off telling me your name and who you are. My name is uh, David Grush. You know, I came from a blue collar family in Pittsburgh. I didn't have the money for college. Always admired people in uniform. And I've always wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. You know, 18 years ago, you know, I got an Air Force scholarship for physics. Uh, I originally commissioned on active duty in the Air Force. 
uh, served 14 years in the Air Force. I look at this photograph, Dave. Okay, so right off the bat, I, I think everybody would agree that this guy's weird, and there's something up with him. And you can see in his pictures, like there's a high school football game. I, I believe it's high school. It could have been college. I guess I should have looked a little closer on could, this. Could have been but military like, football. Could have been. And he's like standing at attention in his full military thing. And he's going, I always admired men in uniform. And you're like, oh, okay. And I always wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, all right. So this guy's like a band nerd or maybe a fucking drama geek. Or maybe a fucking cheerleader is, is he kind of has that like male cheerleader look to him. We ah. had a male cheerleader in my high school that went and got his leg blown off in Afghanistan. Like, you know, you kind of have to like prove that you're, I'm not gay. I swear. Let me go to the military. I'll show you how not gay I am. Hey man, I've seen the videos yeah. of the male cheerleaders. When you get to freaking stick your thumb, <laughs> have you seen the one where the dude like, Puts a chick up and then he drops her down and then totally just smells his fingers. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah. That's fun, but I don't think most of them are are are, are doing that. I no, think most no. of them are going, ugh, growth. <laughs> like damn, All right. Gina. So those are some, well, those are some big things. Like you want to be part of something bigger than himself. He liked a man in uniform, which is strange maybe i'm gonna try not to fucking pause it too much on this but this guy drives me nuts yeah he was and i'm, he's a I'm little... not gonna be able to help myself <laughs> i think he wanted i think he was trying to get probed i maybe maybe that's what he's looking for let's continue and i see a very proud officer uh, i was getting promoted to captain when i was uh, deployed and you still love your country don't you absolutely a career intelligence officer, Grush spent time on the ground in Afghanistan and other places he can't mention before rotating back Scary. to Washington. I was an intel officer for the U.S. for 14 years. My last position, which I left in April of 2023, um, I co-led the UAP portfolio for the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, and some of the highest officials within the Department of Defense and Intelligence community used to call on me to advise them on some of the hardest uh, target sets that the country had. You he was are a spook. one of the most... He was an intel officer. He was a military spook, and then he went on to work in the Pentagon, and I think at one point he was delivering briefings in the White House. So, high-level spook, uh, guys our age... Somehow, like me and you both have great, well, me more than you, have gray beards, and he somehow looks way older than we do. Uh, <laughs> strange. There's just something fucking odd about this robot. Trusted former intelligence officials in the U.S. defense and intelligence establishment. Yes, I was. You were trusted with the most intimate secrets. Yes. And he says the Straight most earth-shattering of those secrets were, were revealed get many of those. after 2019, when he was invited to join the UAP task force. You had the security classifications to go anywhere and ask anyone anything. I Direct had, question. based on my formal security clearance and multiple polygraphs, I had the ability uh, to be read into any program that I needed. At one point in time, I was extremely highly cleared what concludes the ability to be read in yeah. to any program doesn't mean he was read in. Nope. 
you know, and then, and then he said, at one point in my career, I was very highly cleared. Okay. When was that? What did you look at? What were you, you know, I mean, come on, man. These are, these are very ambiguous answers to direct questions. Did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. Quite a number. No. How many? I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. You are a lead. I mean, come on here, man. He's, he's given really, really shady answers here. Yeah. He gives that really hard swallow. I had something that I wanted to, that I wanted to bring up there, but uh, now it is escaping me. What do you got? Uh, like he, he said he was, I don't, was he the head of the UAP program in 2023? Oh, it was, it was this people started coming to me yeah. and confiding yeah, in I me. I thought he was cleared. What the fuck are they coming to you for? Yeah. Like he makes it seem like I'm, I'm just some fucking guy going around doing my job, being a normal spook. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> sorry, Ozzy, all of a sudden, people start fucking coming to me and telling me about UFOs and shit. It's like, what the fuck is so special about this fucking guy? Well, because he, he, well, he said he was involved or in some some sort the UA the UAP program, right? So yeah, that, he was in the UAT UAP task force. But what about Lou Alizondo? What about uh, Chris Mellon? These guys are already out, and who are already talking to? Why do they need another fucking guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, like you said, you know what dude, I mean. It's it just smells way too, <laughs> way too CIA. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. It's fucking interesting, you know. All right. That the U.S. government has been concealing the existence on this planet of alien life. I would couch it as non-human intelligence. You know, NHI, like we would like to say in our, our language. Why do you say that? Why do you say NHI? I don't want to necessarily do an origin. I don't think we have all the data to say, oh, they're coming from a certain a certain location. And I and I, I couch it as somebody who studied physics, where maybe they're coming from a different physical dimension, as described in quantum Ooh. mechanics. We know there's extra dimensions due to high, uh, high energy particle collisions, etc. And there's a theoretical framework to explain that. Yeah. Just let me cut to the quick, though. You're hey, man, I think that UFO came from another dimension, brah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says in our language. This guy yeah. manipulates language a lot. There's a yeah. lot of word salad going on throughout this interview, and... 
This is like a classic fucking uh, Chomsky manipulation of of language. Mm-hmm. You, you just kind of screw with things a little bit in there, and then pretty soon there's no such thing as a man and a woman. <laughs> it's an NHI. It's not an alien. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. This fucking guy. Come on. Get a better fucking actor. I mean... Well, suppose there is an intelligent species engaging with this planet. Yes, that's potentially extraterrestrial. That's potentially I speak for everybody sitting at home. That is a shock. It was to me, and uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights. Grush says he's never personally seen non-human intelligence, but he's spoken to enough people directly involved in what he calls the program that he's convinced... It's real. All right. They just show him walking through like, uh, I don't know. It looks like a, a parking lot, maybe an alleyway or something like that with this dude. And he's just walking around looking. He's laughing. You know, he's all smiling, looking like a fucking dope dude. Whistleblowers. It, this guy, I'm here at great potential danger to my life. And here he is looking at da, 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 like a fucking moron. Not like, holy shit, I'm about to be shot by somebody for talking about this. Yeah, that it, it stinks of uh, some kind of, you know, operation where he, he, he's got the credentials, you know, to back up what he's, he, he has the, you know, he's been places and been in charge of things and whatever. So there's a little bit of believability possibly that he has been somewhere in the government and seen some shit. But like you just said, he's never seen any form of intelligent life, but he's talked to several people and he's convinced based off of what other people said. It's like, as no. soon as that's said, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's let's hear let's He's hear some actual witness. Yeah, let's hear something from the guy that saw the fucking big green, <laughs> big headed green yeah, thing. I mean, his fucking court. I mean, no court would take him as a witness. He'd be like, oh, what? You talked to somebody who <laughs> yeah, saw this? Yeah, right. <laughs> and they showed you pieces of paper. Yeah. Okay. Next witness. <laughs> I started out as a non-believer. I came to the, the problem as a hardcore physics guy, intel officer. So I have a, you know, excuse my language, high factor. I was very methodical interviewing people who didn't know each other, making sure this wasn't some kind of cover-up of some other program. He says he pressed to gain direct access to this program, and that's when his trouble started. Grush claims his investigation was stymied, his requests for access rebuffed. They shut the door in my face. They denied me access to these programs. Soon after, he says, he endured reprisals and retaliation (laughs) from above. He then reported that information (laughs) to the intelligence community inspector general. That's why he's filed this whistleblower complaint. He says that experience is why he decided to go public here and in a recent article written by Leslie Kane in The Debrief. You're not being paid for this interview? No, I'm not. Why are you doing this? It's a sense of service, you know? Call me a Boy Scout or or whatever. It's just a, when I saw the kind of wrongdoing I did, I don't want to be 60, 70 years old in the future and uh, have that, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda kind of uh, feeling where I I could have made a difference. (laughs) I do not want to live a life of regret. You are saying to the human race for the first time, 
an official intelligence representative at a high level from the US government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. You've said that we have, the United States has spacecraft, intact craft. We do. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of well, well, naturally, um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, um, sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And He said the United States has spacecraft. Yeah, we got a lot of them flying around right now. Yep. <laughs> we have bodies. Yeah, man, they're up there in those fucking things. And, you know, sometimes they crash. And, yeah, we've got bodies. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of easy to, like, make up a story that you're telling. This is how people pass lie detector tests yep. is they are able to believe the story themselves. And a lot of times they can reframe the questions. Yeah. So like if you don't ask, if the, if the um, interrogator doesn't ask the question in the right way, then they can put themselves in a different frame and go, Oh yeah, we've got, we got tons of spacecraft and we got bodies. Yeah. You know, because it's, yeah, maybe we do. It's maybe like, we do. A, maybe we we're we've got test pilots. We've got their bodies. You yep, know, yep. Or, uh, maybe there's little chunks of of spacecraft and bodies from the space shuttle. Maybe that never happened. You know, mm -hmm. either way. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue. Uh, believe it or not, as fan as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. Have you seen spacecraft? As fantastical as it sounds, it's true. <laughs> I've seen some interesting photos and I've read some very interesting reports. But, he says, the specific documents and photos that would prove his claims are still classified and he cannot disclose them here. Oh, Let's deal with yeah. the issue of your credibility. Mm -hmm. Why should we believe you? You're just somebody coming out of nowhere, making claims that we really ultimately can't prove. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we provided the, the proof internally to the Inspector General and the Hill staff mm -hmm. when all the details. I mean, I have the credentials. Uh, I was an intelligence officer on the UAP task force. But let's face it, allegations of aliens and their spacecraft are hard to accept, even coming from a respected insider. Even if you call them NHI and UAP, how could such NHI travel to Earth in the first place and go undetected by the general public? Grush says the craft may not be travelling through space as we understand it. It is a well-established uh, fact, at least mathematically and based on empirical observation and analysis, that there most likely are physical additional spatial dimensions. You could imagine... On uh, 4 and 5D space where what we experience as linear time ends up being a physical dimension for in higher dimensional space where if you were living there you could translate across what we perceive as a linear flow. So there is a uh, possibility that, and it, this is a theory here, I'm not saying this is 100% the case. I thought it was an established but, fact. Yeah. Uh, it could be that this is not necessarily extraterrestrial and it's actually coming from a higher dimensional physical space that might be co-located. Space daddy. Um, you know, right here. What can you... So, 
<laughs> Earlier, he described himself as a hardcore physics guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound like a hardcore physics guy or somebody who's been given a crash course in what's popular in ufology right now? <laughs> no. He, he, he just starts talking a bunch of gobbledygook. He doesn't get, he says it's a, <clears throat> a well-established fact and empirical evidence. So, based on empirical evidence of, of particle accelerate. What? These are theories. String theory is a theory. M theory is a theory. These are theories. Anybody who knows anything about basic physics knows that higher dimensional physics is a theory. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 you got yeah, anything else? I, I th- I, I'm kind of interested to see if this guy will pop up on any other interviews. Yeah. No. You know, I don't I don't think so, but Tell maybe, me about the- maybe maybe you should we should try to get him on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let, right. Let him, <laughs> he's craft these technologies. Why do you know it's exotic? Uh, based on uh, the very specific properties that I was briefed on, you know, isotopic ratios that would have to be engineered for it to be um, at those levels, but also just extremely uh, uh, strange, yeah. heavy atomic metal, you know, high up in the periodic table um, arrangements that um, we don't understand, you know, what the emergent properties are, but there's just a very strange mix of um, <laughs> elements. So you're absolutely sure that the materials that these craft are made of are clearly not of this earth. Yeah, they're sophisticatedly engineered, um, certainly not by humans. Dude, yeah. okay. <laughs> so this is, that's a, pay attention to this one too. They're sophisticated. That's a big word for him that comes up later on. But dude, this guy's out of control. What were you going to say? Uh, like with, with, he was talking about what the, these craft are made of. He's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's just some elements that we have no idea about, and who knows? And it's just <laughs> it's stuff that we don't know. I mean, maybe it, it, nothing. Nothing this and, guy uh, is saying makes me believe that he actually, you know, has any real information about uh, extraterrestrial anything. about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if he would have known how to vet it, like if they did feed him information, is this fucking hardcore physics guy really going to know how to vet it? I mean, come on, man. Fucking guy's out of his mind. He must have been just set up as like a fall guy or something to try it. Because the the government officially already came out and said that UFOs exist and we don't know what's going on. Yeah, he had to go and get cleared at the Pentagon. So essentially, the Pentagon went through everything that he's saying and says, okay, you're not saying anything classified. You're good. <laughs> That's all they care about. Yeah. So, like, he's been, they want you to think of a whistleblower like fucking Snowden or Chelsea Manning. Yeah. Where these people are actually like fucking did something, you know, or they have to live in other fucking countries or look at, or, um, Julian Assange is being yeah. fucking tortured to death in prison. Like, this is a what a real whistleblower looks like, not this fucking guy who went to the Pentagon and said, hey, daddy, is it okay if I say this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Grush says the US has gleaned some insight from these materials for military use. So much more could be done if academia and the private sector had access. It's totally nuts that uh, humanity as a whole, especially you know the US citizenry as a whole, they're not even benefiting um, from broad research on this to solve you know, propulsion, energy issues, um, novel material science that can improve change. people's quality of life. It's just totally nuts uh, how it's been protected and uh, inhibits progress. If you're right, if you're telling us the truth, mm -hmm. everyone, the entire American public, has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated, sophisticated. Uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. Coming up, how... So, his first use of sophisticated was to describe these crafts, something that he has admiration for, something that he thinks is really cool, worth risking his life and career over to, you know, blow the whistle on, is this sophisticated craft. And now he goes and calls a disinformation campaign sophisticated. And according to a lot of these body language guys, that is not something that most people do. You do not use the same word to describe two different things that you have the opposite affection for. Hmm. So if he was really, you know, uh, it was a tell blown away and, and just mortified over this, jeez, uh, come on over this uh, disinformation campaign, he'd be using a different fucking word to describe it. Yeah. My screen recording just got deleted because I got a fucking phone call. <laughs> oh, I got her. Now that's, that's more editing for me. Let's continue. How long has this been going on? A lot of the things I was briefed on were, were very shocking. fast forward because there's literally no version of the UAPs. It's from the very consumer cellular. So let's start from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You say it's a 90 year cover up. Just about, yeah. 19 years. 1933 was the first recovery in Europe in uh, Magenta, Italy. They recovered a uh, a partially intact vehicle. It's long been known that the regime of dictator Benito Mussolini documented numerous UAP during this time. This internal memo from the Italian secret services includes crude drawings of the UAPs. It's true. It's real. Yeah, that actually happened. Italian government moved it to a secure uh, air base in Italy for the, the rest of kind of the fascist regime until 1944, 1945. And, you know, the uh, Pope Pius XII back-channeled that. So the Vatican um, was involved. Yeah, and told the Americans what the Italians had, and, and we ended up scooping it. So let me be very clear about this. You're saying that the Catholic Church, the Vatican, mm -hmm. they know about the existence of non-human intelligence on this planet. Certainly. Grush says shortly after the dawn of the atomic age, another major crash recovery took place. You've probably heard of it. What can you tell me about the Roswell craft? Fortunately, th those details uh, were not approved for me to talk about right now. This much we know. He just said 
Fortunately, those details are not approved for me to talk right now. Is that what he said? Talk about right. Yeah. Huh. You want to hear it again? Yeah. Uh, fortunately, the, those details uh, were not approved for me to talk about right now. What the fuck is up with that? Yeah. That's a weird one, right? That's I mean, really is weird. that a slip? That it, Are you is he was he saying unfortunately? Like I don't think that was a slip. That's what I was trying to trying to listen to. I'm like, oh, did he just like throw a quick like mumbled un or something? Or maybe I mean, I think it was a slip in the other direction. Not like he slipped up and said the wrong word. I think he slipped up and said told the truth. Fortunately for for me and and <laughs> yeah, my yeah, yeah. group, us, the way you remember how we talk about it. Yeah. Fortunately, we don't have to tell you about that right now. Yeah, I found it interesting that they were talking about the uh, <clears throat> crash in Italy and and it's. And another one, uh, some came up about the Vatican, but uh, he's just like, re- seems like he's reciting what data that's already out there as evidence. See, of that. what I think is he is he's putting out points that people have always been in conspiracy theorists have always been in. the 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 Vatican's got UFOs. Yeah, uh, the Nazis got UFOs. Um, was the uh, what Maelstrom Air Force Base was? Did they mention that while I was not getting soda? No, no. Okay, well we'll get to Ma- Maelstrom. They're gonna go over Maelstrom. Same thing. This is like UFO folklore. This is like, see, I just had a, a slip right there, but I've got fucking dentures in, <laughs> and I'm thirsty, and I was out of. But that guy wasn't fucking slipping. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's continue. This much we know. In 1947, an object crashed in the New Mexico desert near the town of Roswell. The Air Force recovered material described as metallic and rubbery, though the government changed its story as to what it was, calling it a flying disc at first, then a weather or spy balloon. It just read ridiculous to me that the US Air Force had changed its story. Yeah, and they added additional elements over time and and, um, tried to conflate additional programs to explain some of the events. Why are these things crashing? Yeah, you know, some some are landed, some are crashed. And I think that's an interesting discussion that's come up, you know, as advanced as, you know, we are, you know, as humans, right? You know, planes crash, cars crash. Just because you're some uh, advanced sentience that has advanced technology doesn't mean um, some small percentage. Still means you're going to get wasted and crash into the like plane. Um, you know, meet uh, an unfortunate operational conclusion, as, as we might want to say. An unfortunate operational conclusion. <laughs> he yeah. got all fired up about that one. It's like, hey, man, you know, uh, the aliens actually had COVID hit them, too. Uh, it transmitted through dimensions. So, unfortunately, you know, some of their pilots got the fucking vax and, you know. <laughs> so, I guess that's why it didn't come from Wuhan, because it came from the aliens in 42. <laughs> Interdimensional, uh, what does Alex Jones always say? Interdimensional beings. <laughs> yeah. Interdimensional demons. Yeah. Uh, I found that. Uh, your high vibration, your low, your higher dimensional beings, your lower dimensional beings. They want to feed on your souls. 
the uh, I found the spy balloon theory on the Roswell thing kind of interesting. I'm like, right. oh, spy balloons, huh? That okay? That's where yeah. they, that's where they got that. They went deep in the playbook. Yeah, right. They were seeding it. <laughs> they were seeding it yeah. a couple weeks in advance. All right. Most people would tell you the Roswell incident has been thoroughly debunked. In fact, the Air Force published this report in 1994 to put the issue to rest once and for all. Grush has read it. That analysis they did was um, a total hack job. And even um, anybody with analytical skills, if you read it, you can, you can deduce that they're conflating multiple um, situations with cross-test dummies and, and, and mogul balloons. And they're just saying that the townsfolk who personally witnessed it were totally um, imagining things. They concocted that whole report uh, just to disinform. So the reason that for might the be the only thing exactly I believe that he said. What? Um, <laughs> feudalistic dominance, who can have um, both asymmetric, asymmetric technology for, it seems like, just fueling the war machine. Grush says oh, that through the 50s just, and... They're just fueling the war machine. So this fucking... Uh, Military vet who was a fucking spook also. Now he's just going to be a fucking Ron Paul libertarian <laughs> all of a sudden. But also, like, respect his classified security clearances. Oh, I, you know. As some, we're some, fueling the war machine. But also, I can't tell you, I can't really tell you about it because it's classified. Yeah, some fucking whistleblower. Like, right. 60s encounters with oh, the NHI continued. That'll get him as fired did up. the cover-up. One incident in 1967, about which multiple Air Force veterans have gone public, involved UAPs tampering with the nuclear Here missiles at Malmstrom Air Base in Montana. They saw a craft appearing to be intelligently controlled, hovered over a nuclear weapons silo, and shut down ten nuclear ICBM missiles. Mm -hmm. It certainly looks like um, they want to understand uh, how far we've advanced in our nuclear fizzle kind of technologies at the very fizzle. least. I mean, it looks like preparatory probing activity. It might be innocent kind of scientific gathering. Could be ISR probing. Meanwhile, Grush... So they have the... They have the technology to, you know, transverse dimensions but they have to hack into a silo to get information about our nuclear weapons. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, come on. These people are these people or whatever they were are, you know, maybe they're fucking us from the future, who knows. Maybe yeah. they're nothing. But if you're ripping through fucking reality to go check out the neighbors, you're probably going to be able to hack into their fucking shitty computers. Yeah, right? You should, you'd probably be able to just pull whatever you want right out of the air. You think? I mean, who knows? Who knows? But if you're able to transverse fucking reality, if you're able to fucking tear a hole in reality and fucking pop, <coughs> pop through with a, a craft that can clearly operate, like, within our realm of technology... You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it's not like it's just an invisible hand coming through and tinkering. Like, they have technology that can interact with us, clearly, if this is what's going on. So, don't you think that fucking spaceship would have the capabilities to hack into our shitty computer systems 
Like, what the fuck do they need to shut down a missile silo for? They know what they can do to us. They're able to shut down fucking uh, sophisticated equipment on fighter jets. What do you What do you think? They, they couldn't get into these missiles in the 90s? They know what the fuck's going on. In the 90s, everything was on the internet back then. Well, the theory the theory with that is, right, it's just like a... Like a like slap in a hand, they're like, "Hey, knock it off." That's like with the fucking with the nuke stuff. They just yeah, but we're like, gonna do it once. But we're just gonna do it once, and then fucking haven't they? You I, know, I thought I thought one of the disappear. dudes. I thought one of the uh, uh, I thought one of the guys that saw like the one of the fighter pilot guys was. I thought he said that it's been done. Uh, several times at least, maybe a handful, that, that craft have shown up over bases and taken control of or um, taken offline, like maybe nukes and stuff like that. I, I, I'm not sure. I feel like I've heard maybe. that it's happened. I know Maelstrom's times. the big one. Yeah. I know that's the big one. But anyways. Man, I wish we could go there. Like they've been... It seems like the CIA sat down and watched every UFO documentary in the past 20 years and said, let's make a new one. <laughs> yeah. Let's seriously. make our own. Yeah. <laughs> we let's, let's make this the up. next one. You know what I mean? Like, let's let, uh, now the majority is shifting towards the the minority. So let's just fucking change our tactics. We should we should take and a trip. Up, show up go at- after them the other way. Instead of fucking telling them that they're full of shit, now we can just use it to control them. <laughs> we should show up at Maelstrom dressed up as aliens. Yeah. Be like, hey, give I us mean, our shit there back. Was a, there was a... Says the crash retrieval program continued. And while he won't reveal where the downed craft are stored... He does say that the people working with the technology have been putting themselves at risk. You know, a lot of them, you know, were um, injured looking at some of this stuff. You can imagine the nuclear, radiological, and biological risk um, to looking at an unknown unknown. And a lot of them have literally suffered physically because of their service. But as we know, anyone who's come forward claiming non-human intelligence is behind these incidents has been dismissed as delusional or deliberately deceitful. If you're right, if you're telling us the truth, Mm. everyone... The entire American public has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. Coming up. New evidence. Onward. There's some interesting commercials in between this. On military-grade cameras that defied all prosaic explanation. Dave Grush has investigated this one, shot in 2015 off the East Coast by fighter pilots from the USS Theodore Roosevelt. There's an industry of debunkers out Mm. there on the web who say, oh, they've got this all wrong, it's a jet exhaust at a distance, and the aircraft's turning. Give me an answer on that. Well, I had some optical engineering experts look at that and the Raytheon AT FLIR system based on the pixel saturation and apparent size. It's certainly something that's not a jet. It might be some kind of natural phenomenon that's quite strange, but it's not uh, as simple as a, a jet. He has even stronger opinions about this UAP. Joe Rogan's had people on who have described it far better than that. 
and and to far more people in a easier way to understand. I mean, what the fuck is people? That, all he's really doing is saying, "Yeah, we don't know what it is." People that aren't hardcore throwing physicists. in some buzzwords. <clears throat> Oh, we looked at the Raytheon anti-flare. Are you doing an ad for Raytheon now, bud? Pix- I mean, Pixel why did saturation. he have to? Why did he have to put in that it was a Raytheon system? <clears throat> I mean, is that is that another like call to his uh, his uh, anti-war fucking Ron Paul libertarianism? They're going to you know this is just fuel for the war machine. Uh, that's his whole angle. He, he's trying to he's trying to get. The human beings to be cool. He's the alien, man. <laughs> He's- it's, it's possible. I mean, I. you would think that an alien would be able to play a human better than this guy. Now known to history as the Tic Tac, shot in 2004 <laughs> in the Pacific by aviators off the USS Nimitz. And the Tic Tac? Truly anomalous, absolutely uh, technical vehicle, physical, and that's absolutely uh, something that we didn't make. Not of this world. Most likely, yeah. The videos were leaked in 2017, then officially released by the Pentagon in 2020. At the time, it seemed the Pentagon may have finally abandoned its obsession with secrecy and decided to do what other countries have been doing for decades establish a properly funded, publicly accountable team to investigate reports of UAP. Dave Grush was part of that team. This is a hunt mission for what might somebody be doing in our backyard that we don't know about. The task force set about investigating these incidents, including more recent events like the odd encounters that took place during naval exercises in 2019 off the coast of San Diego. This video, shot on the USS Omaha and later leaked to documentarian Jeremy Corbell, has received particular attention. It either zooms off so fast you can't see it or it sinks into the ocean, but it seems to drop. What do you know about it? It was truly anomalous. But Grush says the promised new age of government transparency is a fallacy. For starters, he says the videos that have been released are just the tip of the iceberg. There are many videos that are totally fair to release through um, a declassification process. And I find it um, very concerning from a transparency perspective that all that the department has declassified were those three famous videos. There are more concerning videos that left me with a lot of questions, yeah. He says there are credible witnesses who could testify to Congress about spacecraft, big spacecraft. A lot of them were very large, very large, yeah. Like a football field kind of size. And I remember interviewing these personnel. Uh, I'm like, either these people are lying to me, or having a psychotic break, or this is some... Crazy but true stuff that's happening, and I have no good explanation that's prosaic (laughs) at all for this because this is not explainable by you know swamp gas everywhere, St. Elmo's fire, ball lightning, etc. etc. I mean, this is like tangible technical craft they're seeing um, up close and personal in some cases when I interview people. It's not swamp gas or ball lightning, it's not any of the stuff that we used to fool you guys with. (laughs) that we used to try and fool you guys with. Now we got to go to a different thing. So, oh, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> That's the closest we've gotten to a quantitative answer was a football field size. That's the closest. We haven't gotten any numbers at all. 
And I mean, this guy, he's just his mouth and his head and his eye. He's just all over the place. Like he's slapping on fucking Adderall. I'm telling you, there's a button or something behind his ear that you press, his face opens up, and there's a tiny little motherfucking alien in there running that son of a bitch. Yeah. My God. Hey, I don't, it's just, he's so, he's so annoying to watch. Yeah, like he I is. can't stand him. And I've watched, I'm so glad to be done with him after this fucking episode <laughs> is over because I've watched so much of this guy at this point that I just am fed up with him. I can't stand him. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hope he, I hope he somehow sees this and then contacts you. <laughs> wants to come on. <laughs> <laughs> defend his his truth and at the center of it the crash retrieval program the government has never publicly acknowledged a program grush says that's included at least one private aerospace company that is storing alien craft is that true that is how a lot of these relationships are um well i i don't want to name the specific companies and government Skunk elements work. but I thought it was uh, overall, the war machine. Yeah. You know, the government has been the custodian of a lot of this, right? And they'll they'll hand receipt it out to a clear defense contractor to do some analysis, <clears throat> which I find highly unethical. You have a, basically oh. a sole source arrangement, and you allow certain um, private corporate elements uh, to look at this, develop a, a potential insight, and then sell it back to the government for profit. And I think that's uh, totally unethical. The problem you. I think that's just totally unethical. Does this sound like somebody who is actually fucking like slighted by ethics? No. By no. something like this? No. I mean, y'all listen to me enough to know when I am truly fucking outraged by something. And this guy does not seem to be outraged at all. He doesn't even like up his tone or change his demeanor when he's talking about it. It's just fucking part of the script. Part of the script. I mean, there's no passion whatsoever in anything that he's saying. Oh, except it, when he, when he's denying any like uh, mental issues and stuff like that. He's very, very. Uh... Yeah, just, just, just let's let's wait until we let's wait until we get get to that part of the video. God, is there have been categorical denials <laughs> from high level yourself. officials in the U.S. government, Long even video. presidents, <laughs> that what you're saying is true. Unfortunately, some elected officials were not brought in. Only a few weeks ago, 19th of April, the head of the Pentagon's UAP investigations program, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, mm -hmm. told Congress Arrow, that's the Pentagon's UFO yeah. investigation body, has found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity, off-world technology, mm -hmm or objects that defy the known laws of physics. While a large number of cases in our holdings remain technically unresolved, this is primarily due to a lack of data associated with those cases. Was that a lie? Well, I know Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. I've known him for about eight years. And, you know, I expressed some concerns to Dr. Kirkpatrick about a year ago and told him what I was starting to uncover. And... He didn't follow up with me, and he has my phone number. He could have called me. I hope he ultimately does the right thing. He should. I mean, talk about scorned ex <laughs> talking. I mean, he has my number. He could have called me. Does it not seem like this guy was fucking left out of the loop, and he is 
pretty he's, fucking butthurt about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally does. <laughs> I think he was just not in the loop. Hey, you guys put me on this fucking UAP task force, and then you didn't tell me everything. You're like, what is wrong? I, I, I was supposed to know. You're like, I was a good guy. I was a Boy Scout. I love my country. We put you in that. They put him in charge of it because they wanted a fucking moron in charge of it that they didn't think was gonna find anything. <laughs> well, I don't think he was in charge of it. I think Lou Elizondo was in charge of it. Uh, uh, he's just maybe not in charge of. I, he to me like, I don't trust Lou Elizondo, but he is far more believable than this character. Yeah. Uh, right. maybe. Be able to make the same. Um, investigative discoveries I did. It, it, it's totally crazy if he doesn't. So crazy the implication he here is that the head of the very body mm -hmm. that Congress has ordered to tell the American public the truth about UAPs is possibly misleading the American public. Do you think the American public is being lied to? Well, they've been lied to over the well, years, and um, I'm hoping that the lies stop. Coming up, the answer to that was yes. Yeah. Not well. I'm hoping the lies stop. It seems, appears that way. Like, what the fuck? It's like, are you whistleblowing or not? <laughs> like, the whole point of you being here is that we were lied to. Yeah. Come out and say it. And you're supposed yeah, to be pissed. You were fucking lied to. Yep. If somebody was really outraged about the American people being lied to, the immediate question is, yeah. Y'all are being fucking played. They are lying to your faces yeah. for years. About a lot of shit, not That's just fucking That's the answer. UFOs. About a lot of things. Yeah. This is just what I know about. Mm -hmm. You know? If I know about these lies, who knows what else they're lying about? He... Like, that's kind of when, when these FBI whistleblowers came out recently and went on Liberty Lockdown and Tim Cast and all these shows— they were fucking outraged by what they were seeing. They were one of the guys um, was having to profile Muslims in order to uh, keep a program going. It was like, OK, in order to fund, keep this funding for this program going, we have to have a certain amount of investigations per year. So we need you to flag these people as being potential investigative targets. We're not going to investigate them, but we're going to flag them as targets because they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who talked to this guy. And, the, and now these were citizens. Anytime that person gets in trouble for anything, now they have an open investigation under their name from the FBI. And these were American citizens. These are American citizens. And these guys were outraged. Yeah. They were fucking outraged. And you could tell, you know, the one guy talked about his faith and how this was just wrong, period. You know, this guy, what is he? He hasn't said anything about why he's doing this, really. Okay, yeah, we're being lied to. But you won't, when, when you're actually confronted with that question, you can't even give like a passionate answer. Dude, the only thing that makes sense is like what you said. He's uh, he was had some clearance that his answers were super uh, sketchy on, and then he, you know, got cut out of the loop at some point, and he's all sad about it. Let's see if we can figure out why. 
It gets even scarier. The UFO whistleblower says the NHI's We're scanning through. ...are often portrayed... It's ...covering every angle next on News Nation. In the movies, the aliens are often portrayed as peaceful, even cuddly. It would be nice if that were true, but Mr. Grush says it's not. The common interpretation from some commentators is that there is a non-human species and it's incredibly benevolently well disposed to the human race. Yeah, and, and I think that is a, the logical fallacy there is because they're advanced, they're kind. We'll never really understand um, full intent in that because we're, we're not them, whatever them is. Are, uh, but I think what appears to be malevolent activity has has happened. Based on not only uh, nuclear site probing activities, um, witness testimony, I think at least if we look at it through a humanistic lens, um, it does appear negative, at least uh, to us. I've been told that there have been attempts to bring down craft, that we've acted offensively against non-human craft. There have been instances and there are uh, certain techniques. Have human... Yeah, we bring down drones all the time. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. we bring down, we have techniques to bring down non-human craft. Yep, absolutely. Uh -huh. We've got techniques for that. Yep. yep, we shoot them down all the time. Go over to Ukraine right now and we're shooting down drones every fucking day. All right. Beings being hurt or killed by a non-human intelligence. Well, I can't get into the specifics because that would reveal uh, certain U.S. classified in, uh, operations. Uh, I was briefed by a few individuals on the program that there were um, malevolent events like that. Now I'm scared. People have just heard you say non-humans non may well have murdered human beings. That seems to be the case at one point, yeah. And there's more. At one point. Grush yeah, says, says the United States point. is not the only country that's encountered NHI and their technology. He so at one point in time, Americans were murdered by non-human intelligence. Mm-hmm. All right. A bomb is non-human intelligence. I, mean, I, I mean, humans made it, but it's not a human. And there's intelligence within that bomb. There's, you know, targeting. There's GPS. All this shit. It's acting on its own. We're not, after we hit the button, it's doing its fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Happens all the time. Is our geopolitical rivals have their own crash retrieval programs, oh, which they are also secretly exploiting for military purposes. We're in a competition with their adversaries to the understand Army. this. CCP. And it's a, it's a multi-decade Cold War that uh, has been under our nose for so long. And, you know, there is no good way to level the playing field and hold other nation states accountable if they're doing unethical or illicit uh, activity as it relates to the subject. And I think the obtuse secrecy is actually putting us in a very dangerous position where 
uh, a country might make a breakthrough that say we um, it's an adversary of ours and it is so destabilizing you say there's been a cold war behind the scenes I don't know why with they cut that part of the interview he said it's so destabilizing and then it jumps to Ross huh. so I'm wondering what he said there yeah must have, uh, I must think have that's said an interesting thing and in the way he's talking there he's not talking about somebody who uses the term war machine you know what I mean He's talking like an intelligence guy. He's talking like a military guy. He's saying leveling the playing field, how we can keep each other accountable, all of these military terms that do not jive with war machine. Yeah. If you're somebody who uses the term war machine regularly, you're not really going to talk this way unless you take it to another. So it, it would be interesting to hear what he said there, mm -hmm. uh, what happens, what what you know, are we falling behind? Like, I think he was going to say something like we fall behind because of their advancements. I think that's where he was going with it. And we, you know, we need to open this up to, uh, academia and private industry. So we don't fall behind China. And they got, you know, the CCP marching and tanks and everybody like that. Oh, be scared, be scared. We need this technology to save ourselves from evil China. There's billions of them. Oh my God. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is just a little, a little piece. So, uh, so they can finally, uh, unveil a bunch of crazy tech that we have. And they'll just be like, yeah, we've had this for a while now, but you know, now that everybody knows, look at all this cool shit we can do. I get shit when I tell this to people, but it's, far more likely that this comes from a breakaway civilization than it does from another civilization. It just is. I mean, maybe it was the Nazis, maybe the Nazis kind of broke off and did their own thing down in Antarctica or in South America or something like that. Maybe there's a branch of the United States military or the intelligence apparatus. Who knows what, maybe it's a private thing that is uh, receiving black budget money that, operates in a different world than we do we don't know what they're doing i mean we know there's black ops prod and there's black projects but it, it could go even further than that they yeah. could be you know living under under the ocean in big fucking underground dome or big underwater domes and they could have these incredible cities powered, we don't fucking know powered by what's what? going on under there uh, powered by what yeah nuclear by ufo <laughs> no. by nuclear yeah all right. There has been a cold war against our with our with our peer adversaries. Yeah. Why hasn't Russia or China come out and spoken publicly about this? I think Russian. they're in a similar you know pickle as us, where it's um, they understand maybe the, some of the socioeconomic destabilization factors in their own society. But if there's non-human and socioeconomic destabilization factors. What the fuck are you talking about? That's still the same fucking, oh my God, the sky is going to fall if people find out that we have aliens. Don't you think that Russia right now, if they had fucking UFOs, they'd be going, hey, look, we don't need the fucking West. Fuck these people. We're going to go. We're going to knock Ukraine back into line. And we've got all of this crazy fucking tech. And we're going to leapfrog these people. I mean, I guess it's possible that we would do the same thing. But, I, I mean, you're kind of 
making this into like a 3D chess game that I don't think exists. Yeah. Because now you're requiring all of these governments, and we know that our government is completely fucking incapable of doing anything correctly or holding any real fucking secrets forever. Yeah. I mean, is it really possible that all of these major governments are all holding on to this shit and keeping it quiet? I mean, where are all the fucking bodies? Where are all the families going, hey, our fucking dad disappeared. Our uncle disappeared. Like, what? where's all the missing diplomas? I've heard people bring this up before, that you can track diplomas, right? How many people graduate with STEM degrees in mathematics, in physics, in quantum physics, in artificial intelligence, in all these fields. And then you can track how many of these degrees make it out into the workforce. And we're not missing degrees. Hmm. If there was these big programs, we'd be missing a ton of degrees. All these people with these crazy degrees would be disappearing into these black programs. So yeah. unless they're able to fucking cover up all these numbers and, and fake all these statistics, which is possible, sure, there's a lot of things that would have to fall into place for these for all of these governments to be keeping this shit secret for so long. Yeah. Yeah, and in any time humans are involved, there's, you know, somebody's going to talk sooner or later. Drunk Fallibility. Drunk I night mean, at the strip club. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess you could argue that people like Bob Lazar have talked, but there would be more high-level people. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> sure, we've got fucking Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon, and I think Chris Mellon is, that guy's scary smart. When he described, like, you can tell that guy's on a completely different academic level than this fucking weirdo is. <laughs> like, Chris Mellon's a is a creepy fucking smart dude. So, yeah, maybe. But, man, there's not a lot of people coming out and speaking on this shit. So, I have a hard time believing it. Intelligence is so advanced, and at least some of them are malevolent, why haven't they destroyed us already? Perhaps some fragile yet combustible detente has been reached. Grush has written an internal document about his discoveries that refers to agreements that risk putting our future in jeopardy. And it's quite clear that you're talking about agreements between America and non-human intelligences. Have we made agreements with non-human intelligences? That's the kind of information I really hope national leadership is able to get to the bottom of. I need to pin you yeah. down on this. Are there so agreements between non-human intelligences and the American government? I think that's a question that I would like to know all the details of as well. We do know of at least one agreement that. among humans that's worth noting. This I don't know. 1971 agreement between the... Nolan, do you have a crash spacecraft in your barn? Um, you know, I mean, uh, that's something uh, I'd like to get to the bottom of uh, someday. <laughs> that's what I thought. Perfect. Yeah. Great answer. U.S. and the USSR on measures to reduce the risk of nuclear war. Whether or not you believe Dave Grush... This document proves the two superpowers were aware that UAP existed, whatever they were. If you look at Article 3 of that treaty, it talks about unidentified objects near nuclear facilities are interfering with communications. And that is a treaty uh, that uh, has been used, from what I understand, uh, to notify 
each other if there's a concerning event. And that's a way of saying to the Russians, hey, don't shoot at us. It's not us. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a concern uh, because of the secrecy. It has, there is an environment where um, you could have almost like a false flag where true non-prosaic UAP um, situation um, could be uh, contrived as, you know, a provocation of something from a nation state. And we want to de-escalate that. If this so we've got a treaty with Russia that says, hey, if you see something weird at a nuclear silo, don't fucking launch without checking with us. And it says unidentified objects in there. All of a sudden, now this treaty is because of fucking aliens. <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever fucking heard. It's like, hey, look, if there's something flying around by your nuclear silo, don't fucking launch, please. Like, let us know and we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> is true if the stakes are so high if the fate of the human race is at stake perhaps it's no surprise to hear grush say the u.s government will do anything to keep these secrets safe can i put it to you that crimes must have been committed at the very least i saw substantive evidence that white collar crime white was committed collar. have people been killed to protect the secret uh, based on the people I talked to, uh, that was an ongoing uh, concern. Yeah, unfortunately, an I've heard some really un-American things I don't want to repeat right now. So you have a strong suspicion that people have been murdered to protect. I've heard, I, I've heard some very un-American things that I don't want to repeat right now. Why the fuck not? What are you doing here? Yeah. If not to tell us. What un-American things are going on? Yeah. You've seen white-collar crimes? What the fuck? You work for the government. You see white-collar crime every fucking day. Everybody that you interact with on a daily basis commits white-collar crime. That's the government. Yep. I mean, we commit crimes every fucking day. There's so many goddamn crimes on our fucking books that there's even a, a book about this. It's like 50 felonies a day or something like that. It's called where you literally everybody <laughs> breaks fucking multiple, multiple laws just by existing in America every day. <laughs> so this is bullshit again. Like, have you seen crimes? Oh yeah. White collar crime. It's like, dude, you saw a white collar crime on your way to the fucking studio. White collar over cigarette. the years. Fuck yeah. You. Coming up. A reality. The only white collar crime he's really familiar with is when his fucking priest diddled him as a kid. <laughs> Check. Is it possible that you're deluding yourself? It's time to put our whistleblower's credibility to the test. Everybody watching this right now is looking at your face. Mm -hmm. They're going, is this guy for real? Oh, here we go. The big one. Is this guy Unfortunately, for real? I cannot. And a lot of his rush does six zero six one. Let's talk about what Dave Grush doesn't have. He doesn't have smoking gun documents or photos. He doesn't have official confirmation of his claims. He's just a guy talking on camera, and a lot of his answers to our most pointed questions sound like this. Can you comment? Unfortunately, I cannot. No. So who is this guy, really? Fuck. I don't want fame or fortune. I'm just Fucking here nobody. to provide public leadership Holy on shit. an issue that I uncovered, and I thought it was totally uh, outrageous. 
News Nation has no, confirmed Rachel. through multiple really, sources that, was like, that Dave Grush... <laughs> that was the most fucking animated or outraged we've seen him through this entire fucking interview. He was saving That's the it. only time he showed any emotion or any hour. And it, it just seemed like he was up on stage in front of his high school going, this is fucking outrageous. <laughs> uh. He is who he says he is an Air Force veteran from Pittsburgh who worked in military intelligence and was part of the UAP task force. Maybe he's just a confident, well-spoken, ex-military intelligence officer who just happens to have lost his mind. Do you have any kind of mental illness? No. Have you ever had a psychosis, a delusion? Is there anything in your medical history that might be capable of being interpreted as a reason why you might be confabulating, making things up? No, I'm not a disgruntled employee. I resigned on my own accord because I thought altruistically it's more appropriate to show thought leadership on the outside on this now um, because I, you know, hit an impasse within the government to try to right this wrong. So I've got to be... Uh, what actually happened is I was in the uh, coat room blowing Lindsey Graham one day, and then he dropped all of these files out on my desk. He stuck his dick in my mouth and said, you're our guy now. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, it's hard to tell if this guy's wearing a wedding ring or not. Sometimes it looks like he is. Other times it looks like he's not. It's fucking hard to tell. But this guy, imagine... This guy, he's 37, 38, something like that. He's got a fucking young, hot wife, couple of kids, and he's blowing Lindsey Graham in the fucking <laughs> coat room every day. And they go, hey, look it. We got this fucking theater kid. He's all, he's he loves acting. He was a fucking cheerleader. He's been in a bunch of plays. Let's fucking show him all of this blackmail. We'll throw him on this fucking, or we'll, we'll, first, we'll, we'll put him on the UAP task force. We'll give him... All this access, he's going to be all fired up. He's been reading sci-fi since he was a kid. We're going to get him all jacked up on this, and then we're going to lay down the blackmail and tell him how it's going to be. (laughs) He really wants that promotion. Really wants that promotion. He wants eight inches of that promotion. (laughs) About this, you're not making this up. This is not a lie. No, absolutely not. He laughs. Because everybody watching this right now is looking at your face. Mm -hmm. They're going, is this guy for real? I am for real. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting here at great personal risk and obvious professional risk by talking to you today. You've told us that we really are not alone. Even though you believe what you say is true, you haven't been fed disinformation. It's a common thing in intelligence for governments to mislead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very sensitive to that fact. Um, you know, was this some kind of ruse against me? Uh, am, am I being used in any kind of way? Um, and I took about me? four years being very methodical before I filed my, my whistleblower complaint to be absolutely certain of these basic facts. So know? take me through the process of how you convinced yourself that this is real. Mm-hmm. 
um, well, based on the, the credential people that came to me, um, some of these subjects provided me uh, sensitive foreign intelligence to read, uh, sensitive program documents and photographs to evaluate, um, and then uh, described in very specific detail um, how all this worked. And they were telling me the, the exact extremely specific details um, that all it all checked out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the thing like specific details, qualifiers. I, I always hate qualifiers. You know, I, I always point them out when we're reading articles, when people have to qualify something multiple times in one sentence. It really fucking bothers me. It's just poor fucking grammar. It, it just, it's a poor argument. If you've got to qualify something multiple times, you need to read about it a little bit more so you can kind of divulge a little bit more of, of what you're talking about. I think I know more about UFOs than Dude. this fucking guy does. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Trouble with it's the fact that my experience as a journalist is it's very hard for governments to keep secrets. Most things leak. Mm -hmm. Your government leaks like a sieve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why hasn't this leaked? Well, I've certainly been the recipient of a lot of U.S. government secrets, and a I can lot. tell you they've never seen the light of day. Um, that's for sure. There are a lot of and, secrets. Uh, I guess ostensibly this has leaked like a sieve for decades, but it was a very sophisticated disinformation that campaign where you know they have allowed some of the truth to come out um, through some of their their trade crafts. Uh, but they've disenfranchised people. They've stigmatized it. They made it like a this total like wacky thing to talk about. So anybody who may come forward right with that now. kind of information is looked like a you know total tinfoil hat guy because it's a perfect amalgamation of disinformation to um, just make it look crazy. The best reason to believe Dave Grush may be this document. Remember that whistleblower complaint he filed it would seem it hasn't fallen on deaf ears. So the Inspector General of the Intelligence Services of the United States Almost has done. the information you've got. God, I can't yes. wait. And more importantly, the Inspector General made a determination about the credibility of your complaint. They found after interviewing myself and the subjects and other subjects that I'm not even uh, cognizant on who they were, they found my complaint uh, urgent and credible. Uh, for the intelligence committees. The word credible is important, yes. you appreciate. Mm -hmm. So an official investigatory body of the United States government has determined that your allegations are credible. Correct. Coming up, if it is true, then what? What are we going to do if the biggest secret on the planet is now out in the open? You know what? And what are they? I've had enough of this fucking guy. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's see how this was fucking... I mean, have you watched or, you know, taken in any interviews or podcasts about this? Like, how do you think this has been received so far? Um, either, either people just trying to, um, like back, back it up and double down on the just seemingly useless steaming pile of shit that he spewed, which like he gave no information so it's nothing. it's either it's either people just trying to like back up the nothingness or it's people just outright being like this guy he's got he's got nothing like he's got nothing behind he's got what nothing. he's saying and yeah. it's yeah. I, it, it honestly it made me crack up so bad when the interviewer guy was like 
he's he's got nothing to back up his claims. There's no evidence, nothing. and he can neither confirm nor deny anything that he says is true. <laughs> so yeah, and we waited until the last part of the interview to tell you, you yeah. know, to put that. We couldn't have put right in the beginning. Hey, this guy's fucking giving us <laughs> nothing <laughs> except his <laughs> reputation. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> We did our best, to, but you know who fucking knows he's, at this point. He's full of shit, um, and if you got one 40 of the big, minutes, like one of the biggest things that I've noticed is I think that the UFO community is just eating this up on a silver platter. Uh, I watch a lot of fucking UFO interviews and shit like that because I like it, and uh, I think that they're one of the biggest fallacies that they operate on is like what they were talking about actually in the interview is thinking that these people are or things whatever are going to be good uh, because they're advanced that they're going to be good yeah and uh i went ahead and and pulled one of my uh one of my favorites isaac arthur to kind of give us a breakdown of what we could expect from a different alien civilization science fiction novel the killing star the authors suggest three such rules we'd expect to be true of all intelligent aliens. Rule 1. The aliens will believe their survival is more important than our survival. Rule 2. Wimps don't become top dogs. Rule 3. Aliens will assume that the first two rules apply to us as well. Or to clarify, whether or not they are friendly folks who'd give you the shirt off their back, or so hostile they try to wipe out all other life, they will still place their own existence above yours, as evolution will instill a survival imperative. It's pretty much what it does. It also doesn't produce wimps and they don't get to be dominant over their planet to explore the galaxy beyond if they are. They're not likely to be physically fragile, but even if they are, they'll be beyond deadly in the overall sense, same as humans are. Humans stand at the apex of a 4 billion year deep corpse pile and everything else still alive and kicking in the modern era of this world is a sophisticated survival machine too. Killing machine. So aliens we meet are likely to be the same as us in this regard, very good at surviving and in a way that lets them control their world, not just hide, flee, or defend from threats, but proactively deal with them. They will also assume everyone they meet out in the galaxy probably will be too. Exceptions to that ought to be rare at best. I think that's uh, a an interesting point that he makes that the UFO community doesn't really consider a lot of the time. Yeah. Like imagine like we were talking earlier, these, these beings, if they come from another dimension, they've got the energy to rip through reality. Just imagine what kind of weapons they would have. And of course they would have weapons because they're going to be like us. They're going to be killing machines. Yep. You know, that is how you dominate a planet. There's one. Uh, there's a really great sci-fi book. Um, well, it's a bunch. It spans through a bunch of books, but it's Larry Niven, uh, known space universe, where he has uh, an alien species called the puppeteers, and the puppeteers are prey animal or um, are prey animals. They're not predators like we are, and they turn out to be even more brutal than we are <laughs> because of the way that they think and yeah. how they act. They end up essentially sterilizing their planet. Of anything that could do them any sort of danger beyond like a hangnail hmm. and start over. Hmm. So, so we're that, not so bad <clears throat> in a lot of senses. Yeah, that I was thinking. Um, so maybe, so maybe the government does know that there's uh, 
you know, maybe they're in contact. Maybe there is a fucking treaty. Maybe, th- sure. maybe this whole I mean, COVID thing and everything is, uh, was an agreement to uh, try to sh- make a show of uh, compliance that, that we are not yeah. a threat to them. Maybe they're threatening us with destruction and we're trying mm-hmm. to be like, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that brings up one of my favorite solutions to the Fermi paradox, which is a dark forest theory, which is essentially that the our universe is a dark forest. And what is the one thing you do not want to do when you're in lost in a dark forest? <laughs> call out make noise yeah. build a fire because you could be fucking lunch yep. or dinner or breakfast real fucking quick so i yeah i mean imagine if something's coming from another planet in another star system the kind of energy that it requires to make that journey you're going to be traveling at a significant portion of the light of light speed maybe 20 30 percent speed of light all you have to do is launch a fucking, a, a you know, like a, a big rod from God out of your <laughs> ship. Not even very hard. You just got to push it a little bit. It's just got to be And there it's accurate. at 30% the speed of light. And, you know, depending on how long it's going to take you to get here, it could wipe out all of Earth and life could start over again by the time they make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going... 20, 30% speed of light, and you can launch something with some decent velocity, and it heads up to 50% speed of light. It's going to get here a whole lot quicker than they are. How about that and, weird, that, you know, remember that weird object that uh, passed somewhere? Mua. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of interesting. That, that, that'd be right up that alley. Because they were saying it yeah. doesn't look, it, or it supposedly wasn't, like, naturally formed. It looked like it had been manufactured or something like that i think yeah um you know the one one person i was going to pull a clip but i knew this was going to be a long show so i didn't but avi Loeb was actually fairly balanced on this i don't know if you're familiar with avi Loeb. he's uh the guy who kind of went out and said umuamua could be technology he's a harvard guy he went on joe rogan i think and uh he's kind of was like yeah this guy doesn't he hasn't seen anything he doesn't give us anything all we're taking is his word he kind of covered it the same way that we did, except less fucking entertaining, I would say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, another point that they, they make in here is that uh, this went through the same channels as the 2017 report in the New York Times. This went through Leslie Kane Klain- and Ralph Blumenthal. So I've got a little bit of Leslie Kane here for us to watch. Harder for people to wrap their minds around the concept of a crashed object from somewhere else it's easier to accept that, yeah, we see things in the sky that we can't explain. Journalist Leslie Kane broke Rush's whistleblower story this morning in the debrief. Ms. Kane's career has been mainstream incredible, having written a series of reports on UFOs in the New York Times dating back to 2017. He has the credentials, but there's no documents that he's handed over. There's no pictures. And as a journalist, you want to see documents. You want to see pictures. Does that raise a red flag? Not at all, Brian. What? Not at all. Huh? Not at all. I mean, isn't that the wildest fucking... At least she gave, like, a, a direct answer, and you can yeah. kind of believe her. Like, yeah, no. She was not concerned at all that there was no evidence here. <laughs> I mean, you mean documents 
oh, come actually on. describe the craft. Correct, that, yeah, like government yeah. documents, or to, to be able to see it for ourselves. Of course, don't we all want that? And uh, the problem with that is all of that information is classified. You know, as Oops. we said in the story, everything that Grush told Congress and told the, the um, Inspector General of both the IC, the Intelligence Community Inspector General, and the Department of Defense Inspector General, all of that information is classified. In 2017, Kane reported exclusively in the New York Times that the Pentagon had a secret UFO program. Three years later, the Pentagon confirmed her story. Her latest report is even more explosive, but Kane says she has multiple sources who back up Grush's story. I believe it because of all the sources I have who have told me the same thing. So who am I to doubt these very, very high-level people who have been inside these programs for decades, have done their work, and are all telling me the same thing? I mean, I, I don't think there's some kind of conspiracy among all these people who don't know each other to make something like this up. All right, so first of all, this woman looks like a crazy cat lady. I think she's got about five or six cats. I think she sits in her fucking house, and she does her, her journalism thing, and I think she's into fucking UFOs. And, I mean... Who am I to doubt these high-level spooks who lie for a living? Yeah. I'm just a journalist. Yeah. You know, they're all telling me the same thing, and they don't know each other. It's like, how the fuck do you know they don't know each other? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, who am I to doubt these spooks? This is who's bringing us this fucking story. And uh, I've got a guy over here from the New York Post who kind of gives a really fucking good breakdown about this story and the, the sources story. for all of this. It's the same names that have been involved with this UFO story for years. The authors of the original story are Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Kane. In the UFO world, these guys are superstars. Miss Kane, for example, for many, many years, dating back decades, has been a UFO activist, a UFO researcher, a UFO author, a UFO believer. And these two wrote the now infamous 2017 New York Times front page article revealing this Pentagon UFO program. Our reporting at the Post has revealed that most of that article is erroneous factually inaccurate, deceptive. And Miss Kane actually went on a Showtime documentary and admitted that she had a specific goal and agenda with that New York Times article, and that was to get people to believe in UFOs. The angle that I was taking in my reporting was to try to get credibility for the subject, and I knew that that was not the way to go. That was not the first step in terms of getting people to accept this. Through my own research, I've learned that other news outlets had this story, were presented with this story, did not publish the story. Ralph Blumenthal, in a tweet, for example, says the Washington Post had this story, but they wanted to take some time, he says. It says, the Post needed more time and we couldn't wait. Why couldn't you wait? What was so fucking important? I mean, maybe they were going to get scooped, but I mean, that scoop seems what? a little There's wild. There's nothing to scoop. Yeah, I mean, this is his fucking tweet. Exactly, there's nothing to fucking scoop. And it says in his fucking tweet, the Post needed more time and we couldn't wait. Wild. Needed more time. Washington Post needed more time for what? Could it be for fact checking, background checks, intense vetting, more fact checking, and so on. 
Anyway, they couldn't wait, so they just published it in the debrief. Now, what's the debrief? The debrief is a low-level underground media outlet, and they run lots of UFO stories. They got their start running UFO stories, breathless UFO stories, thousands and thousands of words of UFO stories on the debrief. So to recap, a lot of red flags with this story, but that's not stopping the story from spreading like wildfire. So I think that's a pretty good breakdown of this fucking report. You've got a crazy cat lady. You've got another guy who doesn't want to get scooped. And you've got a fucking obscure UFO site who's going to run anything. <laughs> and you've got a guy who has nothing except a fucking a cool story that he can't tell very well. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. Um, I've got, we'll power through these last clips, but this is important shit. We want to get this on the record so we can fucking refer back to all of this shit later. Right. That's the whole fucking point of this is for the record. Anyways, I, I could have gotten fucking endless, endless clips of, um, UFO podcasts talking about this. Like Jimmy church talked about it every day for a week. And the one guy I was really looking forward to hearing on this was Richard Dolan. Because I think he has the best, like, grasp on how evil the security state is and how evil the fucking government is. So uh, let's listen to Richard Dolan and Jimmy Church talk about this. Military background, but his clearances, uh, the UAP task force, um, is it the NRO, right? I, I, I think he... That's right, NRO. Um, th th this is, this is pretty heavy. Th now we're in heavy duty, uh, territory here. Why would he not be telling the truth? Why? Right. Why would he lie? We, uh, uh, Ross. Unbelievable. Ross asked one of the best questions ever. And he is good. Ross Colthart. Mm -hmm. He goes, he looks right at him and goes, dude, are you lying to me? Right. And, and so to that, that's the question. Why, if, if you have the career that you have and you have the reputation that you have, why would you throw it all away? I, I, I don't think that you would. I, I, I just don't. I think this is why most people consider him very credible. And let's just be clear. I think most people do consider him to be credible. He's got most some detractors. Of course, it's going to happen when you're making a claim like this, but. I think um, he has, he seems to have an excellent reputation. <laughs> uh, he comes across as a young guy to me. You know, he's 36. I think he's almost sounds a little flippant 36, when he talks 55. with Ross Coltart a little bit. That just may be his age. Uh, nothing wrong with that. He, he seemed very forthright overall. And uh, what do you think about his demeanor? His body language. Um, uh, you, you, I know there's been a few people who've like <clears throat> tried to analyze his body language. I've seen a couple right. of uh, attempts for that, and I, I don't really know what I think about that. Um, I think some of like I, you know you see him shaking his head sometimes when he's saying something positive and affirmative, but I think it struck me as just like he's looking at the incredulity of the whole thing, like. I, I I didn't find his body language to be a problem. I just found him hmm. to be. What were you watching? Yeah, he's a young guy. You know, he's a young guy who has, um, 
a certain demeanor that just, you would see from a, a younger guy, not a an young, older guy. Young That's robot. But I, I didn't find yeah. him uh, uh, clearly deceptive. I don't, in, I don't believe anything this guy says. As I now. looked at him. Yeah, I mean, like, what interview were you watching? Yeah. That was the most. And to be clear, the first day that this interview came out, I sent you a link saying we have to cover this. This is a bizarre interview. Right. That was my first, and this was before I even watched the whole one. This was only like the one where you got a couple of seconds of him. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is fucking out there. Like he's bizarre for sure. So I just don't know what the fuck these guys are watching. And I think they're so <clears throat> drunk on the Kool-Aid that like, they just want this to be true way too bad. Well, either that or they just want people to believe it no matter what. And that's one of the things that have scared me the most as I've gotten older is seeing how many fucking people just, Will will you know follow or do whatever they're told just because a follow handful of people a handful of people on the fucking on the TV or on their on their cell phone you know on TikTok they tell them tell them this is the way it is and just follow it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, how many people on TikTok know what a psychological operation is and how it's performed? You know, and like how it's how it's done. None of them. Like, none of these fucking kids. Oh, my God, the government's telling us about aliens. <laughs> All right. So this we got lucky on this one because I searched through all the body language guys to find out what body language. And there was a couple really bad videos. One asshole had the Joe Rogan mic, like the SMB7, the nice $1,200 mic, and he didn't have it plugged in. What an asshole. Like, I can't <laughs> fucking play this. Your, your microphone's not plugged in, you dickhead. Maybe it was Bluetooth. And uh, there was another one that wasn't good either. But these guys are the best. Um, you'll have to go and watch their podcast sometime, Nolan. They they go through all these, like, uh, it's mostly court. Like, they're going through defendants and people who are getting fucking questioned on a stand. And they go through their body language. And you kind of learn about people really good from watching these guys because they're all so fucking good at it. And they all... Like, a couple of them were military guys. One of them was an interrogation guy. Another one, we'll find out what he did for the military. <laughs> and then we've got two other guys who are who are good as well, who are in the the private industry. So, let's, uh, let's go to our first video from the body panel. His delivery is really smooth, like it's rehearsed. Like, he's gone over this, not five times, ten times, but twenty times. He's done this a whole lot. That's what it sounds like to me. He's really confident. His volume's good. He's got great eye contact. He's got an, you're right, he's got an odd baseline because he's he moves so much. His head moves so much. And he uses his whole mouth when he says words and, and all, you know, when he's talking. <laughs> and it just looks weird. And it's that overconfidence that children have uh, quite often that I see that. Now, at the same time, I think this is a master class in micro expressions because his mouth movements and his eye movements and his eyebrows and his brow are so are flying around everywhere and i think you can lock up these the specific words he's saying and you can see the anger in him and you can see the uh fear in him you can see the confidence in him you can see these things when you start narrowing them down and which we'll go over a, bit, a little bit later on we get some really huge ones in here yeah i mean these are things like i've been watching these guys for a while so i i, I kind of pick up on this type of shit to begin with but I don't think you have to be in tune with something like this to pick out that this guy is 
fucking weird that yeah. there's something off about him that it should send up your feelers like you should have red flags about this type of thing anytime the government is coming up and telling you we've been lying to you for 50 years but now we're going to tell you the truth yeah. you have to be skeptical of that especially in something that you want to be true i think oh, yeah. everybody watching or listening to this podcast would love it if this guy was telling the truth i'd be you know uh, I don't know if I'd be happy or not, actually. I don't know if I want the government having that type of shit. Probably better if they don't, yeah. uh, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. But, you know, maybe some data showing uh, something going into a wormhole. I'd be cool with seeing that, you know? If, if you could prove it, if Eric Weinstein could sit down and say, this is a fucking wormhole, like, I'd, I'd go, okay. Like, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking go. But I don't think that's what's happening here. Let's uh let's go and check in with one of the other guys here. On this, I apologize. I sat for a while this morning trying to figure out uh, just what it is that's making me uneasy about this whole thing. It feels dark to me, and it feels like something is off about this. And it has the feeling of a person involved in something bigger than themselves, as if they were maybe told to make this happen, uh, maybe told to blow the whistle in an orchestrated way. And this has the hallmarks. This has the hallmarks of a disinformation campaign. I'm the guy that trains the U.S. Army Psychological Operations Command on this stuff. Unusual tonality, like we saw here, happens often on stage. Unusual and repetitive phrases happen often on stage. Sophisticated. Immediate delivery of lines without taking time to process questions happens on stage. Word salad. Lack of anger about things you're supposed to be angry about happens on stage. Immediate mouth closure or after machine. delivery of lines happens on stage. Vagueness happens <laughs> when questions are asked that aren't in the script on stage. No numbers. This feels stage or somehow artificial and i'm not saying it is by any means uh any of that because maybe he believes most of this i think it's possible he believes most of this but something is, is very off and almost seems dark about this and the second thing i wonder about is whether this is about the greater good or him if the first thing isn't true mm-hmm you remember right in the beginning of the interview, one of the first things that he said is I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. Yep. That's what could the first possibly thing that's, be bigger. That was the first red flag for me. I was like, hmm. right. What is the, what is, what could possibly be bigger than divulging to humanity that we're not alone? Yeah. That's the biggest <laughs> fucking thing you could ever be a part of. And he's right in the fucking middle of it. Yeah, he didn't. I think he'd... he's right. I think it's very possible that he believes all of this shit. Yeah. It's also possible they've got blackmail on him. It's also possible that, you know, uh, he was scorned lover and that he wanted to be in and didn't get in and they kind of figured it out. There's so many different things that could be going on with this guy. I really like what he said about lack of anger when he should have. Like, yeah. Like we were saying, like when we're talking, when we talk about the war machine, when we talk about um, deindustrialization of energy, like these are things that we're passionate about. You can tell that this stuff really fucking grinds my gears. That guy just had a, it seemed like he, it seemed like he had a planned script 
and he was following it Mm -hmm. and that was on it. And I think these are, I think one of the reasons that they're adding in this war machine, these, these anti-war type of things is because it's pretty fucking obvious to the establishment right now that the American citizens taste for war is diminishing greatly. We are not fired up about this war with Russia. How are we going to keep cashing checks at Raytheon if they're not into this? All right. Last one from the body panel. This guy's on a mission. I think he's been set to say this, whether somebody said here, like you were saying, you got you to go say this, but he this is on purpose. I really think this is disinformation. And I think this has been set up by somebody else. At the beginning, he says, I always want to be a part of something that was, that was bigger than me, just like you were saying, Chase. I always want to be a part of that. And by doing this, by being the, the sacrificial lamb is what it's supposed to look like, then that's what he's doing. It's about time for him to get out anyway, you know, with, with what he's doing. Why not go ahead and do that? And if all these people came to came to him pretty much in this short amount of time, start talking to him about it, why would they choose him to talk about it? Why would these people be telling him <laughs> other than that? So whether it's something he's he's at the beginning just said, you know what, I will do that, or they've, they've pushed him out of it and, and he doesn't realize it. I think he does realize what's happening, but there's always that chance that he did, didn't realize that's what happened. But I think he's on a mission. I think he's he's doing this on purpose, and I, I, for not for the the morality of it or the ethics of it at all. But that's just what he puts it on. So he has to get angry and come up with his anger when he talks about that. I think that's why we're seeing that where that there. But he's he always wanted to be a part of something that's bigger than him, and this is the way he can he can do that because he's not going to get in trouble for what he's saying. He's already okayed or had or okayed everything that he would talk about. So. I'll end it by saying I think he was he was on a mission. That's I think that's is what's going on. This guy has been a spook for his entire fucking career. And, you know, he says I'm here at a great risk to my professional life. Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, fucking Bob Lazar. These guys aren't like hurting for cash. I don't think, yeah. you know what I mean? And if you were Raytheon, if you were Lockheed Martin, wouldn't you want to be hiring the guy that has the goods on the UAP shit? I mean, I don't buy this. Oh, I'm screwed. I'm this whistleblower, blah, blah, blah. No way, man. You could have a fucking speaking gig on CNN, I'm sure. Like, there's all different kinds of shit this guy could be doing right now. And he hasn't done one other interview. That guy on the New York Post, who has done a very good job covering UFOs over the years. He did a podcast with Nick Pope like a couple episodes. It was good. Like they covered it. I think very fair. They're very skeptical with this government bullshit. He called this dude for, for, um, comment and he hung up on him. He goes, Hey, I'm from the New York post click. (laughs) I mean, what kind of whistleblower doesn't want to talk to the fucking media? Yeah. Somebody that has been told to only speak to, uh, certain people. Being in, in he's being instructed what to do and what to say. Yep. yep. All right, Nolan. I think we did it. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Go sign up for our fucking YouTube channel already. This is embarrassing. 